In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Memories Podcast, hosted by myself, Michael, and Jeff. That's right. Michael and I are going to challenge each other each week to recall our favorite movies from memory. It won't be a movie we've seen recently, and we won't know the movie ahead of time. Then we'll go rewatch the movie, talk about parts that we missed, talk about our favorite parts, and maybe even talk about things that we didn't know beforehand. So sit back, relax, and see if you can rise to the challenge. We are recording again. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Right? Yeah. For us, not the audience, but yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the magic. Because um, we've, I mean, we did really well. We've tried to force ourselves to have a good work ethic when it comes to the podcast. So we did like, we were like three episodes ahead on recordings. And then it just slowly dwindled down until <laughs> now. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Now we must record <laughs> if we want to post a, an episode. That's September for you. Yeah. 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 Just, just so busy, busy lives. But it's funny. Like we, it, we proved ourselves that it's accomplishable. Like we can work ahead and it didn't really feel like that busy. Like we were doing tons of recording and, and then also proved ourselves like the only thing getting in our, our way is ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we could do that. We could we could keep up with it if we really wanted yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Uh so this time uh still just me and you. Uh we had a special guest a couple episodes ago and and then I just challenged you to uh Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. So now yeah, that was great. it's your turn. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a film for you that came out a while ago. Not too long ago, yeah. but yeah. Oh, I hope I've seen it. Maybe fifteen years. About so after two thousand sixteen. Okay, that's actually quite a bit of time. (laughs) Like two thousand five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. This uh, this was a big movie when it came out, and I think it was kind of a surprise for everyone when it did because. I remember seeing trailers for it, thinking it was garbage. Yeah. Oh, um, I think I have a feeling. What do it you is. know? What it is? Maybe you can go ahead and say uh, it. No, no. I want to see what you've uh, figured no. out to get me to guess it. Okay, okay. <laughs> or do you not okay. have anything what genre, prepared? <laughs> what genre do you think it is? Uh, sci. I guess sci-fi would be the overarching genre, maybe. No, then am I thinking of something else? <laughs> I mean, you could, uh, you could I, say it was maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I would start with that. Okay. <laughs> well, give me a clue. Yeah, oh, it yeah, could be multiple genres. Me it out. Hey. Yeah. Okay, action's one of them. I'll say action's one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the one I was thinking is action. Yeah. All right, just okay. tell me what you think it is. <laughs> is it a Pacific Rim? No, no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I think that came I mean, out that, after this. Yeah, I mean, it probably did. I'm probably overestimating how old it was, but it was like, you know, it was a surprise hit. And yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. 
Go ahead. <laughs> um, so this this movie launched the career of the director. I think. Okay. Yes. yes. I'm pretty sure. This was okay. his first directorial debut. Same uh, with the lead. Uh, he was in some stuff before uh, this, but like this movie was like, hey, this guy. But he's not in a lot lately. I mean, if he is, it's kind of B-movie stuff. Does that give you anything? Because if I tell you anything bit. from the movie, you'll get it immediately. Like, there's nothing. You think so? There's no quote. Yeah, there's no quote in this movie that is obscure enough to stump you. As as good as I am when I'm not being asked to remember a movie, I'm horrible whenever you're trying to get me to guess movies. Um, okay, here's one. Hold on. Let are me, you ready for? Let me, uh, let me think. Okay. Let me let me pile, compile what you just uh, told me. Let's see. All right, we're talking about a movie that's about 15 years old. Action. It launched the career of the guy who directed it. You said it was his debut, directorial de- debut, or either his first or second. Yeah, pretty sure. And same thing with the first. main character. Okay, same thing. He was a relatively character. unknown actor before this. Like he's he was in some things, but he, you know, okay, he might have gone from and C to B list. And then recently he's back down to BC list. <laughs> he's just not in anything no. like okay. a lot of people are watching unless they watch like straight to, you know, it'd be called straight to video now, but yeah, man, um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Give me something. Was it Starship right, Troopers? He did, he did one movie <laughs> before this that I wouldn't say it was as big though. Okay. It was it was big. It was like two years before this came out. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you uh, the end of this quote. Okay. You ready? You ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Haven't you noticed we've been sharing our culture with you all morning? Oh, why does that sound so familiar? See? I told mm-hmm. you. Like yeah. when I'm forced A to try to remember well. it. <laughs> oh. Haven't you noticed we've been sharing our culture with you all morning? Yep. No, give me something else. Why does that sound so familiar? Okay. Uh-huh. And it's an action, like, uh, okay, it, go ahead. That's one of the genres. That's like the appeal, yeah, yeah. I think, is that one? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, hold on Come a moment. Come on. I'm trying to Have find you, another one that's not like... Haven't you noticed? Very obvious. <laughs> Is the person saying this have an accent? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't. When I'm know saying if it in my head, it's with one. an accent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like it's not supposed to have one. I don't know if he was supposed to have an accent for this. Mm. Oh, so is that a, is that another Sean Connery movie that I'm trying to remember? <laughs> no. But that's kind of a hint. I mean, where's Sean Connery from? Scotland. Okay. That's the accent you should be saying it in. Yeah, let's see. That's, but it's not I supposed was, to be. I was hearing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hearing it in my head, and I was like, ah, I, that's what I was thinking. Is It sounded like mm-hmm. I could hear the Scottish accent in the line. No, come on, give me something else. Just, it's, I'm like, not going to say the name there. in this. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name okay. of this quote. 
I'm going to skip the name, but I'm going to say the quote. Okay. You there. May you live forever. Ah. Uh, okay. You know this movie? I know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. You, you going to tell me? And I was wondering why it was sounding so familiar. Uh, it's coincidentally... I just watched this. <laughs> I just, I just watched this like last week. Oh no! Yeah. Was yeah. this one you were going to challenge me to? No, no. It was just like I hadn't watched it in a while, and I, as I was looking through our list and like, all right, what's something else that I watch? I can watch that I haven't in a long time that I know I want to challenge him to. Um, and I just couldn't make up my mind. He was like, "Hey, I, I haven't watched this in a while. It might look cool on the projector." So. Let me throw yeah. it up there. Um, I watched it like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 He's pointing at uh, whatever his name is. Fialtis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May you live forever. May you live forever. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, we can go to... through it or we can just like talk about it. <laughs> no, no. That's that's the thing. Is I mean, and I wasn't trying to like, oh, I wonder when he's going to uh, challenge me to 300. It just, it just stood out to me. And I was like, hey, I'll watch it. So, I hope I do really well on the first pass through because it's not like so detail rich, you know, because of all the slow mo and drawn out stuff. But I think I can. Um, I think I can do it. I actually read the graphic novel, which it's not. It's actually less. There's less that happens in that book than the movie. So they added more to the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. They did. They added some I, stuff. I hadn't, I hadn't read that one. I thought about picking it up at one point. Because I'm sure it's good. Um, I'm sure that I know the art style's pretty awesome. They, yeah, they got like basically every single page is in the movie. And plus then more. they added, yeah, plus more. Plus some yeah. stuff. Because otherwise it'd be pretty short. It'd be a short movie. Yeah. It's already not that long of a movie, really. I think it's only like an hour, maybe 45 or something. Like, I don't think it's a full two hours, right? Uh, I had it right in front of me. And then you said that and it's gone uh, an hour and 57 minutes. Okay. It feels short. Yeah. feels. Yeah. All right. Um, Do it. I, well, I, now I'm kind of blanking on the exact opening shot, but I think it opens up with what's his face. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of his, of his Lord of the Rings character. Um, Faramir. <laughs> it opens up with him monologuing, talking about yeah. Spartan, Sparta. Um, and it's showing, it's saying about kids being born in Sparta. And when the boy is born and while this is, while he's monologuing over this um, or narrating over it, it shows this old wise man right next to a, a, a mother inspecting a little mm-hmm. baby boy over the cliffs over these cliffs and it says like when the boy is born he's inspected if he appears uh sickly or small or deformed yes. he's discarded, <laughs> discarded. And, like lightning flashes and you see all the skulls of little tiny babies i wish he um, would do more movies uh, yeah, he's got a good voice yeah i yeah. know Especially whenever he's trying to be like guttural (laughs) and stuff. Um, So yes, okay. From here on, it's basically during this narration, this monologue, it's a um, montage of how Mm -hmm. a Spartan boy is raised. 
Um, he's, it says like every day is steeped in combat and training and survival. And he's learned taught to fight and be on his own. And then he goes on the, Oh, now I can't think of the name of it. He goes on this. The Agogi. When they're, yeah, Agogi. You're right. Agogi. A-G-O-G-E. Yeah. Yeah. The Agogi. Um, The kid, when they're old enough, they're set out on their own and expected to survive and return back a Spartan, essentially, or die. And eventually you come to figure out that... um, the boy that we're watching during this montage is Leonidas, hmm. the current king of Sparta. Because towards the end of the montage, he says, like, it's, it shows a quick, brief um, view of the dude that's narrating it. Um, God, what is Give me his name. Do you know it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to say Faramir. <laughs> Faramir from Lord of the Rings. Fair, yeah, Faramir just, yeah. <laughs> just showed up. Uh, Delios. Delios. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's around a campfire surrounded by Spartans and he's telling this story and he says, it's been 20 years since that winter's cold. Um, And now instead of a wolf at our gates or a wolf in front of us, it's um, a barbarian horde. It's the, the Persians. And he said, but unlike that day, um, something or another uh, unlike that day where he the wolf set upon him he said it was Leonidas himself who incurred the wrath of the the mm-hmm. Persians and then the 300 title comes across yes and the very next shot I think is the Persian messenger slow mowing up over the horizon riding towards everywhere. Sparta yeah so much slow motion shots and so I, much slow mowing I understand why Zack Snyder does this whenever he does a comic book adaptation. Yeah. It's so that you can stay on the frame long mm-hmm. enough to see how it would look as if it weren't moving, you know, but right. anyway, right. Uh, a Persian messenger with a few other soldiers is riding up over the horizon, coming towards the camera and then riding down the road and then pulls up in front of the palace steps of Sparta. And, he rears his horse back, pulls out these skulls that have right. crowns on them and shows them off. I can hear the music um, too. Yeah. It's very epic. Yeah. Um, next thing we see is Leonidas is in the same courtyard we saw during the, the montage. And instead of it's him as a child, he's training his child how to fight. Um, telling them about strength and honor and how the, the Spartans fight because, because they trust the person next to them um, and respect them and know that they're going to take care of them. And I think it's that dude, um, his like captain. And I don't remember this guy's name, but he's in a bunch of movies too. Uh, Dominic West um, is that you're talking about or yeah, the captain, yeah. the captain uh, the, is played by, uh, Vincent Reagan. Yeah, yeah, Vincent Reagan. Um, yeah, the captain of his guard. I think he's the one that comes and says a Persian messenger is, is here. And, you know, Leonidas rolls his eyes. And him and his queen go to meet the messenger. And um, 
he asks him what he's doing here and then he warns him, be careful what you say here because in Persia, even a messenger is accountable for his, his words. And words his voice. Yeah, and he asks him and he, the messenger says, I bring uh, fire and blood. Things. Oh, earth yeah, and close. Yeah. earth and water. Oh, yeah, earth yeah. and water. Fire and blood, um, earth and water. Yeah, if you if you uh, one of the elements, two of the elements, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wind and um, rain. <laughs> I was gonna say, and Leonidas is like, oh, "This is the Airbender colony. You're in the wrong place." <laughs> um, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, the stupid. Fire um, attacked. Yeah. So the Persian guy says, uh, "Earth and water is what we desire," and um. He says, like, the god king Xerxes demands a sacrifice of earth and water, and then you for you to pledge, pledge your fealty. And um, so Leonidas, his queen, some other people that are with them, and the Persian messenger start walking down through the streets. And meanwhile, he starts to explain to him, like, listen, uh, we're coming to invade you, but if you just... Uh, pledge your allegiance like you'll be fine you know we'll, nothing will happen to you and, and you'll become part of the persian uh persian nation kingdom mm. mm-hmm. and leonidas says um well that's going to be tricky because um i've heard because the oh yeah he says the athenians i heard the athenians already right declined you and he's like, if those uh, boy lovers can um, mm-hmm. are brave enough to decline you, then, you know, I can't do it. And then I have to think about the Spartan reputation. And I can't remember what the messenger says to kind of say, like, OK, well, then what's your official answer? Or he says something that's kind of threatening. And I think he says, like choose your next words carefully Leonidas because they may be your last yes and this is the point where he like another slow-mo shot he's looking at the ground the wind is blowing and then he looks up at his (laughs) queen and she gives a little nod like "Uh uh-huh and um, (laughs) he draws a sword yeah and I love that he he waits for his uh, queen's approval before he makes such a rash oh (laughs) yeah because they make a point of uh, the mess. The queen speaks up and mm-hmm. says something to the messenger, and he snaps at her and says, "Like, who is this woman to think that she can talk to men?" And right, and then she stands up for herself. And anyway, um, something about only Spartan women can give birth to real men. Something I think that was the liner. Soldiers or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, um, so uh, Leonidas draws his sword. And points it at the messenger, who is now standing there by this really big pit um, that you can't even see the bottom of. And he points it at the messenger, and the messenger's like, uh, what are you doing? This is this is madness. This is blasphemy. And, oh, this is where he does it. And he starts to lower his sword, and I think maybe there's some narration that goes over top of it. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like Delios is saying something. Yeah, Delio says a little something because along the whole movie, he narrates a little bit about what Mm -hmm. Leonidas is thinking and stuff like that. But so this is when he looks at his queen 
and she nods. And so he turns back around, raises a sword again. And, um, and then he says, madness, you say, this is Sparta and kicks him. Yeah. <laughs> sends him down his other soldiers stab and kick the other guys and they send him down into the pits and then they're gone yeah um i believe i can't remember if the next scene is straight to him climbing up to go to the e-force or he talks with some of the people first around town maybe it is straight to the e4s i think it's either the e4s or his wife i don't remember which is first because it's like the same night i believe i'm not okay sure. so maybe because i know there's a scene where they get it on and i can't remember if it's mm -hmm. right before he leaves or is it right now but i'm gonna just go with what i feel like i remember <laughs> go okay. with what you believe so i think it basically cuts to there's a little narration talking about how um uh, you know, under Spartan law, no king can go to war without the blessing of the gods and the E4 speak for the gods. Um, and so he has to climb this little mountain to get up to where they are, their, their temple. And it kind of says that like, now he must climb alone. And he makes this treacherous climb by himself. He makes it up there. He has a brief meeting with the E4s where He's like, listen, the Persians are coming. I want to go to war. They'll kill everybody. Like, we're going to be way outnumbered. Like, so we need the full force of the army to go. And the E4s are like, we must consult. And they're these weird, they look like leper. Um, they look really gross. Their lips are all uh, <laughs> blistered and everything. Their skin's all bumpy. They, they've got, they're disfigured. So when he makes it to the top, he has to convince them. And I think the narrator, um, Delios, says, like, the Ephos mutated swine. <laughs> like, they, uh, he basically points yes. out that they're not to be trusted and all that. And Leonidas mm -hmm. proceeds to tell them, start to tell him his plan. And then he goes, before all that, the Ephors, they're like, what have you brought us? And he drops them a bag of gold. And then he starts to tell them the Persians are coming. Um, we need all of our people. I'll lead our army to the hot gates and we'll re rebuild the ocean wall so that all of the Persian army will have to funnel through this one area and their numbers will count for nothing. Mm -hmm. And he said, that's how we beat them. And the E4s are like, we must consult the Oracle. <laughs> and uh <laughs> they are it's like three of these guys and they're hooded and cloaked. So gross. Yeah, they're what? so gross. They're, I mean they are gross. If they're if that was the intent, I mean I know what that is, but to get you to just be like, we don't like these guys. Go ahead and describe this next scene, but I just wanted to point something out when you're done. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So they the narrator is like the e4s only uh, pick the most beautiful young spartan women to be oracles and basically they're i think you can like look this up they're like drugged and they're having hallucination they're having they're mm -hmm. high and they're having hallucinations and they take these hallucinations as connecting with the gods and that's what they do they like this fire they get this girl to get up and do this floating slow motion dance and Mm -hmm. And then when she lands back on the ground, she whispers something into the E4's ear and 
basically tells him like, you can't go to war. Um, the army must stay here and he must honor the Khan or something like that, which is like this ceremony. The yeah. The Khan yeah. That um, was going to be, uh, one of my clues. <laughs> oh, it was just having a cage movie. <laughs> oh, Khan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's mentioned like twice in this movie. No. Yeah. Um, and it's, anyway. it's like some religious ceremony that has to do with like maybe moon phases or something. I can't remember. Um, yeah, some like the harvest and or whatever. Yeah. So basically, it says like Leonidas leaves disappointed, and I think that's what I was saying. I think the next scene is he's he's up at night, nakedly staring out of his balcony window, and yeah, I think, I think contemplating right. and worrying. Mm-hmm. I think it's because he's worried about what he has to do, and then his queen comes up, snuggles him, brings him back to bed, con- uh, comforts him with her body slow mo. <laughs> scenes yeah slow mo sex <laughs> the um, slow-mos yeah and then the next morning um i think it just shows him out taking a walk taking a stroll through the fields um or no he's not walking he's already out there with his his dudes uh his queen and this one senator who's a real sly guy that you already it's can like, know yeah, you can't yeah. trust. Ah, okay, I remembered something. Yeah. Back at the E4s, after he leaves disappointed, they show the right. scene where, yeah. and the narrator points out that, yeah, uh, the E4s are actually already bought and paid for by the Persian army. There's mm-hmm. a rep from them, and this uh, devious senator is up there and shows them getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. So you already know this senator's bad. And he walks up to Leonidas and says, what are you guys doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just out for a stroll with my bodyguards. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, you ordered you can't go to war. And he's like, oh, I'm not. I'm just I just happen to be wanting to take a little trip. And these guys have to come with me because they're my bodyguards. Yeah. And um, that's their job. And he <laughs> asks him where he's going to go. And he's like, oh, I was thinking about checking out the hot gates. And so <laughs> he does so and starts to walk away. Tells him to move out, and then he says his goodbyes to his queen. And yeah. narrations over this, he's like, "She doesn't say goodbye, uh, or doesn't it doesn't say." Yeah, I, I know love what you mean. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says something yeah. like that, and parting glances. I think she says the the classic line, uh, "Come back with your shielder on it." Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Um, so. I'm trying to remember, this is where it's going to get a little fuzzy because even though I just watched this, just trying to remember <laughs> when they cut back and forth to Sparta and then back to the battles and stuff. But so they start their stroll towards the hot gates. Um, along the way, they meet up with some Athenians um, mm-hmm. or Arcadian. Arcadians, Arcadians, yeah, yeah, it was Arcadians. You're right. Yeah, he meets up with some Arcadians, and. The leader of the Arcadians, like I heard, Sparta was on the march, but uh, you, I figured that your army should at least match my own. This is like a famous scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leonidas starts asking the Arcadians, "It's like you, what's your profession?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a potter, sir." <laughs> and I'm you, what is your profession? <laughs> uh, I'm a blacksmith. And you, I'm a farmer. And then he asks his soldiers, "Like Spartans, what is your profession?" And they just, "How?" Oh. Um, all at the same time, yeah, it's just <laughs> grunts, raises their spears, yeah, 
He goes, see, my old friend, I actually brought more soldiers than you did. Mm -hmm. And they continue on their march. um, And they come across some, I honestly don't remember, uh, some ruins. I think they see some glowing on the horizon. And they go to check it out. Yeah. This, I I think that happens next. Can't remember if that's back in Sparta yet. So basically they're on the march and yeah, they come across this glowing on the horizon. They discover a a town's already been destroyed and they see some dead soldiers and everything and dead Spartans. And, um, and they're like a scouting party. Like I count no more than 20 people would have been here. And they wonder where all the villagers are. They start looking around and then someone discovers them. Oh, discovers a little kid coming up over the horizon. And yeah, the kid, the the shadow dies like a giant. Yeah. Yeah. The, kid comes walking up and then he basically dies in Leonidas's arms and then they discover that they had like roped up and speared all the villagers to this tree all along the branches mm-hmm. in the trunk and, and so it gets them all riled up and jacked up and they're like they're barbarians they're horrible let's let's do this thing um do they make it to the hot gates or I know at some point, before I just gloss over all the battle scenes that are about to come up, but I know at some point it does pass back to Sparta, where Leonidas' mm-hmm. queen... Oh, I have it. I have her name. Does it start with an H? No. Helen? No, not Helen. Uh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> Really? What's her name? It's Gorgo. Gorgo. According Does, to IMDb. Then, okay, well then maybe I keep saying his Let queen because I think she... that's always I think they always refer my to him as my queen. Yeah. My queen. Mm-hmm. My queen. Okay. So his queen, Gorgo. <laughs> her parents hated her. Yeah. Uh maybe it, she's trying to convince the senators uh that they need to support Leonidas. And there is a scene where this older senator who's kind to her shows up in secret and says, hey, um, if you want to help Leonidas, you got to convince that bad senator because he has the most sway in the Senate. And if you can convince him, you'll be great. Um, cuts back to Leonidas. They arrive at the hot gates and... Uh, there's this scene where they say in the narration comes over there saying like they arrived and they're getting ready for a battle and they see all the Persian ships off the coast and they're mm-hmm. like, um, it's like Greece herself was, you know, on the side of the Spartans because that night there's this huge hurricane storm that occurs and batters the ships and hits them with waves and they start splitting apart. And all of the Spartans are sitting there cheering it on in the rain. And I think yeah. it, it like ends with like the narrator saying like, but, but one person doesn't <laughs> join in the revel. Um, one man keeps his resolve and it's Leonidas just staring at the boats. Cause he yeah. knows, he knows like even like, don't you, you know, there's no reason to cheer. We're about to still face a million people. Yeah. Um, the next morning, they go scouting and they do see that all these tents are still set up and there's still ships coming in. 
And they're like, mm-hmm. my God, I saw all those ships get destroyed. Um, how are there still so many? And when they arrive back with their group, this emissary comes up on this um, being carried on this huge throne by some slaves. Um, what, he comes up on some soldiers, Spartan soldiers, building that ocean wall. And they're lifting stones and piling them on. Emissary is like, who's your, who's in charge here and all that. And, and, uh, he starts to get real frustrated and then he realizes what they're building the wall with. And it was some Persian scouts bodies that are using the mortar. And that's what one of the guys says. He's like, your uh, scouts provided the mortar. We use these, these are ancient stones from the bosom of Greece herself. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Stelios. Mm-hmm. Stelios, yeah, Stelios. Um, I I didn't realize that was his name. I always thought it was just like a Greek order that he yells at the very end of the movie. Oh, but he was yelling his name to come up out of the. Stelios. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so Stelios basically, at, right as that emissary is, you know, pissed and saying like, "You're going to pay for this," and he starts to sling his whip. Stelios runs, jumps, leaps in the air, slices the guy's arm off. And he says that line. Uh, the emissary's like, our arrows will blot, blot out, out the, the sun. sun. And Stelios says, then we will fight in the shade. And yeah. Boy, oh boy. I think FBLTs shows up at this point before the first battle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this hunchback mutated guy who they noticed was following him, Gollum. It's <laughs> uh, been oh. following him since uh, Rivendell. <laughs> yes. And uh, <laughs> one of them was deceived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, FELTs basically pleads to Leonidas. He's like, I, my parents saved me. They fled Greece, Earth, fled Sparta, but I was trained by my father. And he has the shield and he has a spear and a red cloak and Yeah. And uh and Leonidas tries to let him down easy by saying, like, it's great. I don't doubt your heart and everything, but if you can't raise your shield to protect me from knee from thigh to shoulder, thigh to you can't neck. work in our yeah. yeah, thigh to neck. You can't work in our phalanx. And FDLTs gets all pissed off. Um, he's like, if you really want to help, help us clear the dead and, you know, you can help in other ways. He's like, no, you're wrong. He gets angry, throws a shield and storms off. Yeah. Uh, and then the first battle, I think, happens. The first wave. Mm. Um, yeah. All the Spartans are all lined up, shield to shield. Leonidas gives them this great, like, speech about this is where we hold them. This is where they, uh, they fall. Um and then he says, like, give them nothing, but take from them everything. 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 And the first wave of Persians come running up. They crash into their shields. And uh, you know, it seems like they're getting pushed back a little bit. And all of a sudden they give the order basically to like, all right, stop. <laughs> and <laughs> they, the whole line stops. Persians can't push them anymore. And then they start to do this move where they, they take a step. They push, open up the shields spears start taking out spears. line by line of persians they just yeah do this over and over yep. yeah and they do it over and over until they push the persians back a little bit and then it opens up with a uh, um people are spreading out a little bit and just taking out 
Persians as they come in and this awesome I, le- I learned the behind the scenes for this scene but it's this slow-mo mm-hmm. profiled shot uh, uh, tracking shot of Leonidas taking out a bunch of Persians coming towards him and he's got his cool feathered spiked hat yes um, yeah horse hair hat helmet helmet yeah not a hat <laughs> um, but he <laughs> starts taking him out and they hat. use they used two different cameras side by side um, on a rig and one was zoomed in tight for the close shots and one was a wide so that they had it on the exact same track and same pacing and they just edited between the zooms instead of doing a zoom each each time mm-hmm. which is pretty cool but yeah it shows Leonidas just taking him out slow motion like right when he hits people cutting off limbs stabbing people yeah. it's a great scene like very very cool cool choreography and all that yeah, and, I think and they were supposed to use a stuntman for that scene, and Gerard Butler like insisted on doing it. And, yeah, and he did it. All these dudes are jacked in underwear. Yeah. They're just walking around in underwear and capes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're all huge. Um, and uh, the rest of the men join up with Leonidas, and his captain's like, "They look thirsty," and he's like, "Well, let's give them something to drink," and they start yeah. pushing them towards the cliff and scaring them off of the cliff, and you got the yeah. cover of. The DVD right there. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all them, yeah, pouring all the, of the mm-hmm. dudes in the red background with the black silhouette of the bodies in the, the cliff, and yeah. And I can't remember if there's a little bit of a recovery time right here, or it literally jumps into the next wave coming towards them. Um, I believe it's uh, with Xerxes. Oh, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They go and they're recovering dead and they're killing any survivors and and Stelios comes and tells them, "Hey, there's a uh, a caravan showing up, um, but they're not armed or something like that. There's no soldiers with them." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'll go talk to him. Like he knows it must be Xerxes." Um, so Leonidas goes alone. They're like, Hey, is that a good idea? And he's like, well, Hey, if they kill me, all of Greece goes to war. So, or all of Sparta goes to war. So like, it's a win win. Like I either go and I live or I go and I die and you guys get your whole army. So he goes and talks to Xerxes. And this is that line that you said. Um, cause Xerxes is Alejandro something, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, or Pedro. He's like a Spanish actor that's been in other movies. You'd never Whenever guess. you see him, you'd never guess ever in your life. He's the Rodrigo Santoro. Rodrigo Santoro. He is like the dude from Westworld, the all in black mm-hmm. um, guy. He's in what is that Christmas movie? Love Actually. Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, he's like the he's love sent a bunch of things. And, yeah, you'd have no idea that it was this dude. Uh, but he has this really deep voice, and he's basically he tries to parlay with. Um, Leonidas saying like you've got to know you're outnumbered you can't keep this up and all that and he's like you're obviously really good so how about this if you bend the knee you'll be claimed or uh, uh, you'll be uh, awarded warlord of all of Sparta and you'll be left alone and everything will be fine Um. He's like, our, our two cultures, we could learn a lot from each other or something like that. And that's when Leonidas says like, oh, it's interesting because we've been sharing our culture with your men all morning. 
Yeah. Uh, just like Sean Connery. <laughs> like Sean Connery. Um, and he's like, he's making all these stabs at Xerxes, like teasing him, making fun of him. Um, yeah. And anyway, so Leonidas says like, oh, that's going to be a problem because I've been killing so many of your men. My knee kind of hurts, so I really can't get down on it. Um, and then he says like, uh, Sparta will be erased from history and he goes off on him like you've erased made a mistake. Histories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they part ways. He makes his way back. Uh, I think they camp for the night and maybe there, this is the scene where FELTs shows up to Xerxes and offers it's or maybe I think that might be later. This scene. Yeah. The, this is the immortals. Okay, so it does cut to just the very next battle. So, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, because he says like this thing um, earlier when they found that uh, village. The mm. Ar- Arcadians tells like I've heard of these immortals because he saw these footprints with claws. It's like they're you know come from the underworld. They can't be killed, and Leonidas does say immortals will put their name to the test. Yeah. Um and so yeah, these immortals show up and there's these guys with these like animal masks all in silver, double blades. Um and this is all like fantasy, essentially. See, that's so the re- thing is I, re- I don't think it's like that in the graphic novel at all. It's oh just yeah. Like regular guys in these masks. Cause they oh, added, yeah. they added Took a little like, liberties. Zack Snyder, yeah, added some stuff to yeah. this. Yeah. Not 100% historically accurate. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so these immortals, you know, they start to, you start to see the first casualties with the Spartans. Um, they had piled up these bodies of the Persian soldiers and let the immortals kind of walk up to the wall of bodies in confusion. And then they push the bodies over top of them. Go storming over. They start fighting with the immortals. You start to see some Spartans fall. And you see these immortals uh, getting killed too. And the narrator says that, like, immortals, they put their name to the test. And eventually, some bigger dudes start showing up. This really huge, mutated-looking guy that looks like he's eight feet tall. Yeah, uh, He has this epic fight with Leonidas, to which Leonidas picks up the guy's sword and eventually cuts his head off. Um, and Leonidas gets a cut on his eye from this fight. Mm-hmm. But they basically take them all out. Um, and then this is a quick montage. I think from then on is a very quick montage of the waves that they have to deal with. Right. Cause they're like Xerxes begins to send all of his hordes against the, the Spartans, all manner of beasts. So it like showed elephants and this huge rhinoceros. Um, when the rhino shows up, it shows that captain's son, Astanos, yeah. um, throw yes. a spear and nail him in the eye. And take him out with one hit. And he's like, I'm proud of you, son. And then he doesn't realize that <laughs> right. like, he's, he, he's smiling at his dad. And he's <laughs> like, this is great. And then he gets killed out of sight. Yeah. And, and then his captain, who just watched his son die, goes on this rampage, killing a whole bunch of people and has to be pulled off the yeah, battlefield. Thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the narrator says, like, well, when beasts didn't work, they, they changed and tried their magic. And um, <laughs> yeah. It shows these people throwing grenades, essentially. Yeah, just um, powder. Yeah. Oh, I did. I I want to mention it 
I did forget because I, I did bring up the line fight in the shade after that first wave, yeah. they see this huge bombardment of arrows coming towards them. They all put up the shields. Everyone survives. A couple of people get hit in like the leg and they all start laughing because, and then Stelios is like, what's so funny? He's like, you had to say it fight in the shade. <laughs> you had to say it. <laughs> yeah. They're all cracking up and all the, uh, yeah, they all thought they were crazy. Anyway, back to uh, montage. They start throwing grenades. A Spartan, I think it's Stelios again, sprints through all of the grenade fire, jumps over the line, takes out one of the people throwing the grenades. It rolls into a pile and boom, huge explosion. Yeah. This is where an embarrassed Xerxes sees the explosion in the distance and he's all pissed. And the narrator basically is like, Xerxes is getting angry and he starts taking out on his leadership and showing these he's executing his generals. That scene with the guy with yeah. the arms. Yeah, yeah that the little saw blade, not, mutated arms. definitely not in the... In the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he got that idea from. And this is the point where FBLTs shows up um, basically saying... I'll tell you how to go take out the Spartans if you let me join your army and serve you and actually be a soldier and do all this. And and he offers them up women and fame and money and all that. And you'll have all this. Just tell me what to do. And he tells them about this goat pass that makes its way through the mountains that could be used. It's a trail through the mountains. Um, cut back to Sparta and... The queen has gone to see that uh, bad senator to try to get curry favor with them. Like, okay, please help me. You know, they're out there dying. They're going to need the whole army. What do I need to do? And he basically says like, well, you know, you know what you need to do. Um, <laughs> like, you're going to have to offer me something. And so she offers him her body and, and he says the line, uh, this will not be over quickly and you will not yeah. enjoy it. Um, and she assumes he's got her on her side. So they go to a Senate meeting where she pleads to the senators. And then that bad Senator, instead of standing up in support, he stands up and says like, why should we believe a queen who so easily um, offers herself as soon as her King is gone? He's like, just the other night, I saw that senator leaving your place in the middle of the night in secret. Right. And he's like, just the other day, you offered yourself to me. And she gets all pissed off and grabs somebody's sword and then stabs him in the stomach. And as she pulls the sword away, a bag of Persian gold falls to the ground. And in the meantime, like right before that, it was pretty funny, like everyone was immediately just believing him is like, oh, she's a whore. And mm -hmm. they're getting pissed at her. And then as soon as I see the gold, he's like, traitor. <laughs> and yeah, then I'll start chanting, traitor, traitor. Like, that, all is forgiven. <laughs> I remember waiting for that. When I was watching this the first, like, a month ago, I remember waiting for that scene because I was like, they accuse her of all these things, and she's just standing there, and she, I think she's a good three to five feet away yeah. from the guy with the sword. And she just kind of walks up and takes it. Right, because they're about to pull her away and arrest her. Because yeah. she like yells at him and spits no. at him and stuff. Like she's the queen, but I get it. You know, anyway, the times. So yeah. go on. So they find out she's a traitor. 
snap back to the Spartan camp and the Arcadian leader comes running up and uh, he says, like, we're undone. Um, our scouts report that they found the mountain pass. FALT's um, sold us out. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's no winning. Like, we lost all of our advantage. So we're going to go. And so they do. And then Leonidas is like, we're not going anywhere. You know, we never surrender. We never give up. <laughs> never give up. <laughs> never surrender. <laughs> never surrender. <laughs> um, A ship as big as this. <laughs> Uh, yeah man that's a good movie galaxy quest all right so uh (laughs) it's the last stand for leonidas um xerxes comes up with his throne being carried by everybody and a, a line of soldiers you see all these persians um archers up on the walls of the mountain pass of the hot gates, mm-hmm. you know, arrows primed, they've surrounded them. And you have this little turtle shell of Spartan soldiers, the last remaining ones, um, with their shields, basically creating a dome, a shield dome and Leonidas standing in front of them. Uh, right before this, whenever they found this out, uh, Delios, he was wounded. He lost his eye. And Leonidas says, like, I need you to do me a favor. Go back to Sparta. Tell them what happened. Tell them that we all, you know, what we did here. Tell the story so that you can rally up the troops. So he sends them off. Um, anyway, back to the little turtle shell of uh, shields. Uh, Xerxes emissaries talks for him and says, like, put down your um, shield and spear and and plead fealty and takes him a minute. And, uh, the narration is, is pretty great. This part's pretty good. Um, he's like his, his helmet is stifling. Um, so here, and, and so he takes it off in slow motion. Yeah. And he's in his shield is heavy. And so he drops his shield mm-hmm. and, um, he says like a calm comes over him and all that. um, and he says that it's not, says. he says like a focus is like, it's not fear that grips him, but a sense of resolve like or something like or that. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And then Leonidas, instead of about, oh yeah, he does kneel down. He kneels down and bends over and Xerxes is like, yes. And, and then he screams, <laughs> Stelios. <laughs> and uh, Stelios bursts through the shield. Start sprinting up. Who does I can't remember what Stelios does. Why does he, he kills he the comes guy out? Front speaking for everyone? I think. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And kills yeah, he him. Kills that guy. All the other Spartans start to erupt and start to kill the people around him, basically buying time for Leonidas because the narrator explains that it's in slow motion. But he starts to stand up and he picks up his spear and he's like, "His helmet wasn't stifling. It narrowed his vision, and he has far to see." There's targets yeah. very far. And he goes, and the, hel- the shield wasn't heavy. It threw him off threw balance, off and he, he had far to throw. And basically, uh, Leonidas takes aim, throws the spear, and he's like, and it sails all the way to Xerxes and skims his cheek and embeds itself yeah. in the back of his throne. Um, which, like, he's supposed to be a god. 
And so he's not supposed mm-hmm. to be able to bleed and be hurt and all that. So that's enough, you know. Um, he starts to get hit with arrows. All his men start to get hit with arrows. He falls to the ground. He has a little touching moment with... Uh, um, I just lost him. Delios. Not Delios. Uh, Stelios? Stelios. Stelios. Yeah. Stelios. Stelios. Michael Fassbender, he has a little touching moment. He's mm-hmm. like, it was an honor to fight next to you, my king. And he said, it was an honor to live next to you, next to you. And, um, yeah. And then, um, he, when he stands up. Yeah. He's about to stand up and, and he says, it, it's told that the Spartans descended from Hercules himself and Leonidas paid testament to that uh, lineage or something like that and he lets out he says he lets out this mighty roar and it's all silent just slow motion but it's like i wonder if uh gerard butler screamed like actually yelled i he because you can see i feel like in his necks and his his, like eye is squinting and like but anyway he lets out a, a scream and they give an order to fire one last set of arrows and uh, Leonidas stands up and he says, my queen. And then he, mm-hmm. the arrows are shot at him and it blots out the camera. It goes to black. Um, and I think he says it's a, now it cuts back to Delios and he's still at that mm-hmm. campfire. And he oh. goes, it's been one year since that day. Oh yeah. He said, remember us. <laughs> That's he what went he told, to, us, told me to do. And then he went to the wife. The scene where he brings like that thing around his neck. Oh yes, the yeah. necklace. Oh, that's right. He it's just show him show back up up in Sparta. And then we catch back up with that beginning scene where he's telling the story of what happened and he's like, I mm-hmm. keep remembering what he told us. Remember us. I didn't understand what he meant until this day. And he's basically walking through the troops and saying, like, it's been one year since the hot gates, and now on this wretched plain we call Plataea. Plataea. Like, uh, the whatever hordes um, stand across this field and they like, don't, not do they, they do, don't just face 300 Spartans, but 10,000 and um, also 30,000 of the rest of Greece. And he puts on his helmet and he's like, remember this day for it's yours forever or something like that. And then he says like, for Leonidas and his brave 300 and that, that every time it gives me goosebumps, goosebumps like that. I know it's, it's a great, like his speech at the end. That's why yes. I, I was, I was almost, I know I was getting a lot of the quote, correct. But like it just sticks out. Like it's a great part of the movie. You get goosebumps. He's got a good yeah. voice and he just, they start charging and they're screaming the whole time. The camera does this the little music like power builds. zoom onto them and the music builds. Yeah. And then it, and then it cuts off and you like, you just know that they won. Like there's no way, you know? Yeah. But, and then you yeah. leave the movie theater and you just want to kick someone's butt. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your adrenaline's pumping. Like, like oh, I just want to be a Spartan. <laughs> like I want to look like those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to fight like those dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a, that's 300. Yeah. It's a great movie. Gonna work out every day. I don't day. know if... <laughs> yeah, I don't know if uh, Lish has seen this. I, I'm assuming she has. But mm. it'll be a good movie to watch. Even though I just watched it, it'll be fun to watch it again. And if she hasn't yeah, seen it, it'll this, be good to watch it with her. 
it's a cool movie it really it really does do that it brings it out like at least at the end with that, yeah. that speech everything it's you just great. watched and you're just pumped right after you watch it yeah yeah. Even the speech where they have their first fight that they're and they're facing the first wave that Leonidas mm-hmm. is saying to them, like, this is where they stand or we stand. This is where they fall. And like, re- remember this day for it'll be yours forever. And it's pretty great. They all have good voices. Yeah. Like everyone they have in here is good voices. And Gerard Butler, you're right. Still, I got a little <laughs> bit of his accent. <laughs> um, it's not super thick. No, but it's, but it's, it's there. It's yeah. there. Yeah. 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 But he's perfect for this. Like, I can't imagine anybody else being in it. Like, the right amount of charisma, great. good voice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. Not too young. You know, like, you could tell right. he could yeah. be the king. You know, 40-year-old soldier out there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's 300. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. Even though I just watched it, like, I know I got some of that out of order. Uh, not really. There was, like, three things that... The... FELTs, maybe, and the Queen. You forgot the last scene where Delios gives her the necklace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did forget about that. If you didn't say it, I would have just been... Yeah. yeah. Trying to remember the back and forth. I think some of the beginning... didn't talk about there was one little thing that i noticed and i don't remember well i'll find out my head we just did this podcast (laughs) (laughs) i know right that's what i'm saying like i literally watched Uh, this i'm pretty sure it was last week or maybe it was the week before but i had just watched this and i can see it playing out my head but honestly like trying to remember when it cuts back to sparta and the queen and and what she's doing like i honestly can't remember exactly where that falls in just a little thing with uh the young boy who's with his dad and then you, you see Leonidas with his son. Yeah. And they're doing like the same thing. The same That's thing. When they get the messenger. Yeah. I got yeah. that part. But yeah, yeah. You, you, got, yeah. you, got, you got a thing. Yeah, I got it pretty much. 300. 300 minutes. It'll be fun. Now, I do want to talk more about it. Like whenever we come back, cause yeah. there are parts, there are things about it that I, I mean, I don't like and that are a little anyway. We'll talk about yeah. it. We'll talk. Yeah, about I'll it. go watch it. It's going to be great. If anybody hasn't seen this movie and you're going to watch it now, since we just try to recall it, um, you know, let us know. But if you're watching this and you listen to these speeches, there's absolutely no way this doesn't get you pumped up. Spartans, prepare for glory. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. And all will know that 300 Spartans gave their last breath to defend it. Spartans, ready your breakfast and eat hearty. But tonight, we dine in hell! Hey, so uh, I went and watched it again again. (laughs) Again again. Again, again, uh, <laughs> for the second time in um, probably a month, <laughs> but it was still really good. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't trying to nitpick it. So since I had just watched it a few weeks ago when I was sitting down watching it, I was going to keep notes and I was like, no, just try to like sit back and this time just sit back, relax and enjoy it and don't nitpick it too much. But yeah, 
I definitely, I think I forgot a couple things, but for the most part, I think I got it. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, oh, what was his name? Ephialtes. Mm-hmm. He does show up right after the first battle. I think maybe I said he came later, <clears throat> but he comes and talks to Leonidas right after that first fight scene where they fight, fight off like the regular guys um, is when he shows up. Yes. And so does Xerxes. Xerxes shows up at right after that first battle. I think maybe I made mention that he did it later on whenever they were like that. He saw that big explosion and we were telling him that he was executing people. Mm-hmm. I think that's whenever I said he came to talk to him, but it was just after that first battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's many things our cultures can share. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, you Shout said it before. There's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of good lines in this that add a little, I don't know, lightheartedness to it. Like him razzing Xerxes about how horrible his troops are and how he can't kneel because he'd been slaughtering all of his men all day long and he has a cramp in his leg. Yeah. Um, and also uh, Xerxes is like, uh, your women... Um, your women will be slaves when he's ranting about how he's going to erase Sparta. Yeah. He's like, and your women will be slaves. And uh, Leonidas says like, well, clearly you don't know our women. <laughs> I might as well have marched them up here, uh, judging by what I've seen. <laughs> Just the whole yeah. thing with that, that scene when he's, <laughs> he puts his hands, his gigantic hands on Leonidas's shoulders. Just mm-hmm. like, I'm a generous God. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple. Warlord of all Greece. For yeah. as good as the visual effects are for this movie, there are a mm-hmm. couple things that just stand out as a little mm-hmm. distracting, and that is one of them. I oh, yeah. didn't really pick up on it when I watched it before, but this morning I did notice with his hands and then the way they did this, the perspective thing, you can kind of clearly tell that it was a a comp. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they put those shots together, and yeah. I just every time I watch it though, I I just giggle because it looks ridiculous. Let's see. It does. It's just, mm, yeah. yeah, it looks a little hokey and little mm-hmm. not as good as it could be. Uh, Aphialtes, his eye, his one larger eye. Oh yeah, and the high contrast stuff. And I get it because, like you said, you've read it, um, mm-hmm. but it was a long time ago. But I know that art style was very high contrast, and a lot of silhouettes yes. and yes, stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. um. So I get the effect they're trying to go for, but it looked really cheesy and distracting. That's why I said when I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see this. No, but and it's, then I went it's to see cool it. garbage. Yeah, it is cool garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool movie. Um, even when the shots are on Leonidas where he's wearing his helmet, they do the same thing. They kind of like blow out his eyes a little bit, make him extra mm-hmm. white. And since they stand out, like it almost makes them look like they're floating eyes inside the helmet. It just doesn't <laughs> look as good. It's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. Um, I did miss like one scene, even though I kind of alluded to the whole, it, it, it could have all been mashed into like one long scene. But when we go back to Sparta and it's uh, the queen, she mm-hmm. meets with that one good senator first, and he says, all right, I'll try to arrange a meeting. And then he meets with her again, like in the streets of Sparta, 
And that's when he tells her, okay, you have an audience, but you're going to have to get so-and-so on your side. So right. it's like two different scenes. It's two bit different back and forth. And then there's the final scene, the third scene where she does invite the bad Senator to the house. And then he has yeah, his he way does, with her. Does the thing. Yeah. Um, so those weren't in the book either. Almost oh, everything, really? everything with that whole exchange is not in the book. I guess they I needed it, to add some extra. They just wanted, yeah, they just like the focus was entirely with the 300. Yeah. Uh, through the, until the end, I think. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, uh, I just lost my train of thought. I was like, I, I know there was something else that I had gotten wrong. Um, Oh, the very beginning, I said that it was a montage, like showing just like the way Sparta raises its boys. But when the narrator, um, um, Delios, he says the boy. And I know at mm -hmm. one point I did say like towards the end of the montage, you realize we're watching the king, but he is describing the king's life, like Leonidas's life. Yeah. It's like when the boy was born, you know, yeah. he was inspected and when the boy and um, I think he mentions that all Spartans go through this, including the king, yeah. and that's when you know it's like we're right. watching the king. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he returns, he has the two Spartans that kneel down to him after mm -hmm. he survived the and then wolf. Music. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like because it's just the uh, voices during that part and the slow motion kneeling with these yeah. Spartans. The way like, they, to yeah, this the kid. way they kneel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, like this whole movie, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan, but he's he did a couple movies right, 300 and uh, mm -hmm. Watchmen. Like, yeah, he did those movies right. Yeah, for sure. Is that was another movie I I read first and then I watched, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, he and did. Then it, I read that. He did it well. Uh, like he did do it well. Yeah, for what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's this scene um in this movie that like stood out i forgot you know I, I think i mentioned this earlier but not during the first recording um there is a little bit of comedy there's a few jokes in there every once in a while there's this joke uh where they're finishing mopping up and killing the guys and they're stabbing him in the chest and uh leonidas is just casually eating an apple and Saying like, there's no reason we can't be civil, and and then you just hear screams and stabs in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, and where else does he make a joke? I just had it in my head. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I did mention it before, but yeah, the arrows coming down, and they're all mm -hmm. laughing about fighting in the shade. And there's that little bit of a small scene where, um. Stelios and the captain's son that got, got his head chopped off. Mm -hmm. They're like giving each other shit. They're basically like a um, Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, just going <laughs> like, back and forth. Back and forth, trying to see who can kill more Persians and stuff like that. And when they're piling up the Persians from the first wave, um, they're giving each other a hard time. Like, hey, you fought pretty well today for a woman. And it's like, yeah, if I get injured, maybe you'll have a chance to beat me in. Yeah. Like, so there's a little bit of comedy injected in the movie, but not much. Yeah, no, it's uh, 
I don't I don't know if I would say this is the first of its kind. We had I think Sin City came out before this. Did it? I think. I can't I think remember. So. Yeah, I think Sin City was first, and that's why 300 came out because it was by Frank Miller. Yeah, yeah. Same writer, but I like Sin City too. Yeah, Sin City's pretty cool good. Cool movie. It's a cool movie. Cool movie. When it's something unique, like if this were you know, to his credit, despite the hokey stuff we were talking about, if this were made, if this were shot differently or if it were made in any other way, I don't think it would work as well. Not in the way that, yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Like adding that layer of uniqueness Not makes in a way it attractive. Makes it mythical or legendary. No, it would just be another like reenactment historical drama. Right. Movie. And yeah, yeah, got a lot just, of those. Three hundreds unique, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like Sin City probably wouldn't be as good unless it was shot and stylized the way it was because it makes it unique. Mm-hmm. You know, it sets it apart. It's not like I'm just watching some other movie like that. It's it's its own thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. But yeah, I don't think I really thought, uh, missed anything else. I didn't like miss anything. I did forget they fought off elephants. Yeah. Um, at one point. I remembered the rhino and the guy. Elephants like, is like just the... one short scene. Yeah. 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 I was, was right. After the first you. battle, the battles after that, the first battle and the immortals battle, Um, right after the immortals battle, it's a montage yeah. of the battles that they go through. People throwing the grenades, fighting off the rhino. Um, the elephants like it's all a montage leading up to that explosion with the grenades murdering mm-hmm. the generals and FELTs showing up and saying I can get you to the goat pass yeah so it really is it's I didn't look at the timestamp, but it takes a long time to get to that montage and then from then on the movie ends pretty shortly after that yeah like the next scene is them being surrounded and <laughs> It's Leonidas dying. Like it says it's a two hour movie, but it always felt like it was short. Yeah, exactly. Pretty quick because there's not much in the way of story other than them fighting (laughs) them. And that's, I feel like that's why they added the Senate, like, yeah, thing. But yeah. Yeah. If it was just one long movie of just constant fighting, (laughs) eventually the audience would be like, "Uh, okay. Be fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's this is old. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, did you did you rewatch it or when did you no. watch it before? I watched this in August because oh, I okay. I had all of that ready to go and we were so what made you really quick choose it? I don't know. I just I just saw it and I was like, that's a pretty straightforward yeah. one. And I knew enough about it from reading it and watching it that I felt like I could remember it pretty well. Uh, yeah, you to it so. Do you still have the book? No, I think I gave it to Ross. <laughs> guest, guest from uh, Kill Bill episode, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> nuts. Yeah, nuts. Um, yeah, yeah I wouldn't it's mind. Big. Doing it's that. like the book is almost as big as my monitor. Like it's that long. Yeah, it's and it's like a the aspect ratio is like a booklet, it's right? Big. Yeah, it looks like yeah. uh, it was made for. Um, oh crap! Um, like a photo book, play, but uh, yeah, a storyboard. That's what. Yeah, it was yeah, like. exactly. Like yeah, it's a little. the movie. It's a little yeah. wider than it is tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. I remember picking it up, I think at like McKay's. Like every graphic novel or anything that I've ever read or picked up ended up getting at McKay's. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they usually have that stuff. They usually have quite a quite a um a good selection on that kind of stuff. But yeah, I remember picking it up and it was like that. And I have Watchmen, but that's it's oversized, like a lot of graphic yeah. novels that are printed now that way, but it's tall. It's like a typical eight and a half by eleven or whatever. Yeah, I still have Watchmen. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty good. I wasn't, I wasn't even sure. <laughs> yeah, Watchmen's cool. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, okay, so do you think uh, anyone's going to bother to remake this? I was, if you didn't ask that question, I was going to ask you. I don't know if they will remake it, but I think they could. If, oh, yeah? If it had been long enough, you know, all that, I bet they could. Yeah, I bet they could I remake it. I don't know how successful it would be because you know they made that sequel. Oh, three hundred yeah, Rise of the Empire or something. Like I that. didn't bother seeing it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear it was good, so yeah, I didn't bother. I was like, yeah, I, I completely ignored it. So, but I bet if they waited long enough and it was like for a brand new audience, maybe they could, but they couldn't do it while there was still the memory of it. You know what I mean? Right. Right, and they would—I don't know what they would change. Yeah, that's the, that's the the problem I see with it. It's like I don't know what they would change. You know, it wouldn't be. Well, I say it wouldn't be a bad idea, but this is my opinion. What if they did like a, you know, all this technology is coming out on how to quickly turn animated uh, movies over to make it look comic book style, like the Spider-Man movie and the oh, new yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and. I think Disney's coming out with some movie that's going to look just like that. It looks like a pastel-y, like um, pastel pencil drawing style. But what is that? What movie? I can't remember about? the name of it. Yeah. I just saw a trailer for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to find it. But if they could make it like anime style, mm-hmm. instead of, you know, it may not be as popular with the mass audiences, but if they redid it that way, it's a, probably be pretty awesome. <laughs> that's always the the problem with the the animated animated anime style movies is that like I feel yeah. like Americans are almost prepped for seeing a children's film whenever they yeah. think animated because yeah. it's just what we're used to, right? Which is unfortunate because there's a lot of good stuff out there. But, yeah, but that would be pretty cool. Like especially if it were. It could be anime style or it could be like, oh, we just want to make it look like a comic book art style, like the Spider-Man Across the Universe stuff. Um, yeah. But if it were that anime style, like really over the top, just kind of like this version of the movie was where the Spartans like moving really fast and like just, yep. it'd be pretty sweet. I think it would be yeah. kind of cool. I feel like they need to go through like all historical, like actual accurate things and make them like this. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a ton of different historical reenactments where they take liberties, but make it look like it, it was passed yeah, down yeah. knowledge instead of like, oh, we figured out this actually happened this time and this time. No, they yeah. didn't do it like this. <laughs> where it's like the legend of it. Yes, right. the legend of right. it. People the will story. remember it better if it's dramatized and right. not even accurate at all. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder, I'm sure maybe that's out there, you know, with other movies that are like that, where it's a little dramatized and they're and 
when they ask like the director or whatever, they're like, oh, well, you know, there's someone telling this story. They're yeah. retelling it. Yeah. So of course there's embellishments and stuff like that. I'm sure there's something out there that is like, oh, that was kind of the purpose. Delios is telling us around the exactly. campfire to get his exactly. troops built up. Yes. And so maybe they didn't fight elephants. Maybe yeah, they maybe didn't they did. fight this mutant. But And the the immortals didn't have an extra finger on each hand. Right. <laughs> but it's enough to get them to be like, wow, those 300 guys fought off all that shit and yeah, we're about to go shit. up against it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, that's a good that's point. That's why I do like this for that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, but you get a lot of movies that are like, oh, this is historically accurate. Everyone did this, this, and this. And it's the most boring thing you'll ever see. But this will get you pumped up. Yeah. 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 It's a good yeah. movie. You got anything else for it? No, I don't think so. Um, no. Nothing else really stood out to me. Um, oh, maybe maybe their uh, their lack of armor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I've actually thought about that. Um, and like Lish watched it with me this morning. She thought it was cool. Um, but uh, their lack of armor, like when you read about now they're in this movie, maybe it's a little exaggerated. Um, I don't know how historically accurate it is, uh, but like some civilizations, some uh, military. And th- during that time, they were like, well, we want mobility above all else. And we want mm-hmm. this above all else. So like they would go with lighter armor or just leather or whatever the case is, just so they could be really fast, agile. I think I did actually read about uh, this and there's actually a lot of this that is accurate. And yeah, really did happen that way. Yeah. Um, Except what they're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Not even close. Yeah. But, but you got to show yeah. off all those bods. Yeah, the bods. You got to show off. They work so hard the, to get those bods. The body. Um, that is the 18 packs. <laughs> there's, there's a really, a, there's a cool scene when he's fighting that giant mutant guy with the big long sword and the axe and that he in, ends up chopping his head off of that swipes and hits his eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, right when they're fighting the immortals there's you know a brief moment it's really cool but it also showcases like how agile they were I know I know it wasn't for this point that we were just talking about but like Leonidas is fighting him he loses his spear and so he's like crouched down real low this guy's hulking over him and he's got his sword and shield and so this lumbering thing as he swings for him Leonidas like spins and swipes his leg and then by the time yeah. the guy's sw- swinging back at him to get him off his leg, he spins around and then stabs his arm. And he does like these 360s back and forth real fast. Pretty cool. The the way they showed how uh, the spears... Uh, I don't even know how to describe that. It, they're so accurate and they don't wobble or jiggle yeah. at all. And the way they would cut to the spearhead, yeah, you know, just to show that they don't move. Yeah. They're, they're going straight and they never miss. Right. I like how they showed that. Yeah. Cause it, it looked practical enough, at least that aspect yeah. of it. And the, yeah. the fact that they figured out to make the tip of the sword CGI, you know how they're holding the swords and like that oh. tip cuts everything, you know? Yes. Yeah. I do I, remember that it's, it's a blunted, it's like a, it was mm-hmm. chopped off and they used that because they made every slice. Uh, yes. So it looks like it's impacting. 
yeah. I, re- I specifically remember thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, how'd they, how? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The like arrow effects when mm-hmm. at the end, whenever they're all just getting shot up and everything and every new arrow, like it looks pretty good. Like it's solid mm-hmm. hitting it dimples the skin, but the camera doesn't just snap to it. You know, it's not a, a cut frame like usual yeah. for arrow impacts. It's yeah. looks like it's real. I'm sure it's all CG. But impressive CG. <laughs> yeah. And there's um one of those Arcadians, um, the leader of them, when they first joined the fight against the immortals, and Delios is like, Arcadians, more brawlers than warriors, and like they make a fine mess of things. Yeah, and, fine mess of things, um, yeah. But that dude gets hit in the back with a sword like strike. Uh-huh. And it's and the camera stays locked on there, so it shows like his his back, you know, split open with a cut, and it's perfect because the sword bounces off, and that cut hits right where the cut. Like I know it's all CG, but yeah, really well executed. It looked like that sword hit that dude, and it yeah. looked like a real cut, and it bounced off. Is yeah, pretty good. That's why I love the Halvlee eyes walking out and just slicing off arms and yeah, and limbs like that, and they could keep shooting it because cgi is amazing like that yeah yeah so. that that shot is awesome it's mm-hmm. still really cool and if i were gerard butler and how if i had his physique <laughs> i would be like no i want to be on camera yeah like, I've, been work, right? I've been working real hard on this like <laughs> no put me on there i'm gonna do this awesome scene and everybody's just like oh yeah flipping wheels yeah all day every day yeah yeah, all right. Well, that's all I have for it. All right, let's quit this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I mentioned it earlier, um, so I'll bring it up at the very end. But uh, if anybody would like to get in contact with us, please do so. Um, you can send us an email at moviememorypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, also, go to linktree dot com backslash moviememoriespodcast for all the ways that you can follow us on social media, listen to the podcast, all the ways that you can share us around. Um, every like and share and listen is greatly appreciated. And as I just mentioned, you know, we talked about it before the little bit of the comedy aspect to this movie. It's maybe enough. You could call it a, an action comedy, but you guys can, you can judge for yourself. Besides. There's no reason we can't be civil. It's a... Non, sire.